doctor, he told me what to do. He said, oogie, ooh, ah, ah, tang, tang, wada, wada, big bang. That means play Dr. Mario on Game Boy or NES. Tang, tang, wada, wada, big bang. Hey guys, welcome to the Pod Tendo Podcast, where we analyze, reminisce, and replay the glory of old Nintendo games. We can be contacted on Twitter at Podtendo Podcast. Email us at podtendo at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash podtendo. We're also on Instagram and YouTube. If you search Podtendo, you will find some remnants of us on either of those platforms. I am your co-host the man of the hour, Mick Mario, and I'm joined every episode by my lovely co-host, Luigi Tyson. Nice, nice. I guess we've already talked. Should have said Luigi Mario. Ah, oh, should have said Luigi Mario. Yeah, you know, you really fucked that one up. Oh. Well. So with that, welcome to our third month of Mario. Is that right? Third year of month. Um- uh, the month of Mario, or did like we yeah. did we do month of Mario last year, and we like only nope, kind of did it the year before? I think we only kind of did it the year before, but they're they're all Mario games, so we kind of just counted it. It was Mario RPG, been, and then we looked at the movie. Years, yeah. yeah, so this is our third and, annual yeah. month of Mario. Third annual, nice, nice. The one travesty I will say is this is episode fifty. And I kind of wanted this game to be our 60th show, but it's totally fine. We flip-flopped them. So our next show coming out will be our 60th episode. So that's really exciting. Our third month, our 60th episode anniversary. We're clipping along, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. I can't believe uh, we've already got to 60. Soon we'll be at 100. And then who knows, man? On to 600. Crazy. On to 600. That's mm-hmm. our goal, you know? Beat the Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. We'll beat the Simpsons by going slower than they are. Yep. Yep. Well, let's go hashtag cancel the Simpsons. Smart. Smart, smart. So the game we're looking at today is the one, the only, the great, the inevitable Dr. Motherfucking Mario. The release date, the release date of this bad boy was July 27th, 1990. How long to beat has this game at two hours? Price at release was 19 95 ebay Dang, that's a bargain yeah well i think it was for the game boy right mm. and game boy games when they came out they were like 20 bucks and i was like man you should have bought more game boy games you know totally I, now i know my parents bought those things sold like hotcakes i mean i feel like most game boy games kind of did suck though compared to like their nes mm. or super nintendo counterparts so i understand why but yes 1995 great value ebay price you can get a copy of this game from seven dollars and if you want an inboxed copy it'll set you back 70 whole bucks e-shop price you can get this game for about 4.99 right now so i think i bought it on the game boy on my 3ds be honest with you kind of enjoy the colors of the nes that's my opinion though yeah the nes is just i don't know something about it it's kind of nice and just simple and classic it's it's refreshing to look like even just the original contra versus like super contra or mm-hmm. sorry yeah super c versus super contra that that's super nintendo anyways just like it's too busy i, I like a simpler style of game and the original nes kind of has a sweet spot in my uh my heart and the colors just just fill it with warmth 
just makes me me happy to play these games and it's it's awesome. Nice. It's a great game. Nice, nice. So we'll jump into our patented Wayback Machine, get us really enthralled in what did July 27, 1990 look like, and decide, do we want to live there? We'll start off by Tyson asking Tyson, what is his favorite show? Could it be The Legend of Zelda, Season 1, Episode 13, The Moblins Are Revolting? Gammon, Gan- Gammon? Ganon demonstrates a new wand that makes a bubble around its victims that only can be popped by the Triforce of Power. Fed up with Ganon's orders, a moblin uses the wand to trap Ganon in a bubble and throw him into a bottomless pit. The moblins open up the evil jar and the monsters collectively decide to storm Hyrule's castle, but are too incompetent to accomplish anything without Ganon's leadership. Or... Super Mario Brothers Super Show, Season 1, Episode 52, Little Red Riding Princess? Princess Toadstool is delivering a basket of cake, soup, and apple cider to Grandma Toadstool. But she is pursued by both Koopa and the Big Bad Wolf. This episode, if you didn't know, is based on Little Red Riding Hood. So of those two shows, Tyson, which would you rather watch? Oh, these both sound like pretty good episodes to be honest with you i actually um i've recently rewatched all of the uh excuse me princess legend of zelda uh episodes and they're so kind of eye-rolly and terrible but they're i don't know they, they're they're kind of they're kind of sweet um and then as for the super mario super show uh it was it was good it wasn't my favorite i kind of like the legend of zelda a bit more but this sounds like just such an awesome episode with uh just based around Princess Toadstool, so I'm going to have to kind of go with the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Nice, I guessed correctly, so that's very exciting. Uh, Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you, YouTube ads. You're the best ever. I love you. Yeah. Isn't that so nice? Well, you know what? Hey, paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! With the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game, we're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. I know I'm hooked on the brothers, you know? Oh, the 90s. Yeah, that's great. Great. I, no. I queued that up because I figured I was like, I think this episode, because it kind of sounds funny where Koopa and the Big Bad Wolf chase both chase Princess Peach. I'm like, that might be kind of funny, you know? Yep. It's like, it's like, it's legitimately something I'm very fascinated and want to know how it would play out. Because I feel like Koopa and the Big Bad Wolf would just fight the whole time. Yeah. And it would just be delightful. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So, be good to see. So, there you go. Other top TV shows that we could be watching, because you have to watch TV, it's the 90s, is Quantum Leap, Cops, <sighs> Seinfeld, Baywatch, Family Matters, and Full House. So, it's kind of exciting. Nice, nice. Quantum Leap was pretty good. Seinfeld still funny. Uh, Baywatch was good for young teenage Tyson. Um, and then Family Matters was had Urkel. And it had Urkel. So, True. who couldn't go wrong? Nice, nice. Uh, we have... Oh, that's weird. Uh, top cartoons, because that's probably more as like a kid what you're more interested in. We have X-Men, Pride of the X-Men, Paddington Bear, Dink, the little dinosaur, Chippendales, Rescue Rangers, and Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice! <gasps> I'm not going to say it three times. I don't want that evil on me, you know? Yeah, yeah, no. 
<laughs> bloody I forget who plays him um in the live action movie but oh michael keaton cartoons michael keaton don't want michael keaton showing up out of nowhere and just not leaving it's true it'd be um, terrible terrible yeah no yeah. especially i feel like he he would stink from being dead all, dead that long yeah. so dead people do smell Tar- bad hard to get that out of your house got to got to clean it and then sell it and move it's a whole big thing. that's the worst part about when someone dies like you feel so sad because you're like oh my house is gonna smell so bad because they have they're dead now and they stink so i know that's why then you gotta just like clean it and move yeah i'm gonna get sad huh? it's just because it, it smells it's terrible top movies that came out july 27th 1990 we have problem child still in theaters this summer maybe die hard 2 jetsons the movie ghost and arachnophobia and because it's a Podtendo podcast and we couldn't go a whole episode without talking about it. If we waited, we could see Young Guns 2 and DuckTales the movie. Yay! DuckTales! Yeah. I think- I'm, you know, I don't think, I'm I'm not happy or satisfied if an ep- um, a episode of Podtendo goes by if we can't reference DuckTales in some way. We talked about it last time! And, like, it was just one of those things, oh, the new show. I know. It's, it's awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> and uh, I just, like how DuckTales has just trailed our entire lives of childhood. And it's coming back, so it'll never leave. It's true. It'll never leave. It's true, it's true. Nice. Top video games that were released in July of 1990. We saw Final Fantasy was finally released eh? in North America for the NES, and the MSX2 saw the release of Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. So, like, be honest with you, if you had Dr. Mario, Final Fantasy, and Metal Gear 2, you're having a good time. Heck yeah. Like, you're probably thinking um, video games are the best thing ever. Yeah, and that you're always going to be having just quality video games forever and ever and ever. Yeah, so. But. Good job. Good job by yep. you, video games. I, I also, it, uh, now that I see the video games, it makes sense why this area seems so familiar to me. So, were we here good times i don't know if we can i don't think we did a wayback machine for final fantasy or metal gears no yeah mm-hmm. anyways mm-hmm. anyways i mean you were alive so that's pretty exciting yeah that is true that's probably what you're thinking of all those times you were alive for we'll finally yeah. end by looking at the top billboard charts the top three songs according to the billboard charts for july 27 1990 they could have been anything but specifically they're probably these the number three song is It Must Be Love by Roxette. A stare of silence in the bedroom and all around Touch me now I close my eyes and dream away It must have been I enjoy when iTunes doesn't just start on the chorus and you have to wait a little second, you know? It's nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get a good chunk of the song and it takes you back. Yeah, so. yeah. Good times. Very true. Or good times, just like you'd be having if you listen to the number two song according to the charts. Step by step by New Kids on the Block. In your eyes, I see a picture of me all the time. Step. When you smile, you got to know. 
cadence of that song sounds like different from what i'm used to you know yeah i've definitely heard that song more sung in parody than i have actually this song um but it's interesting was new kids not on the block not featured heavily in it yep yep see man we're getting linked up all over the place oh, I'm telling shit. You. we're like well 1990 when that, that would have been like 87 yeah oh yeah yeah because yeah, the the movie was based in 89 that makes so sense is that what it was? Eight, oh, it was 89. Yeah, so it was like right before this, right? Actually, yeah. it would have been the school year leading up to this date. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. Right? Interesting. Right, because they're in school and it's 88. So, yeah, it would be probably going... Oh, no. Yeah. No, I think it's the summer of 89 is everything that happened. Yeah. So, the summer okay. before this? Yeah, so it would have been like the just like the school year kind of thing, if you want to call it that, the school season before kind of this event. So, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. I wonder if the number one song is featured in that movie. The number one song is She Ain't Worth It by Glenn Mondaros. Yeah, remember when Pennywise sings to that in that karaoke bar? Man, that was funny. Yeah, and, yeah, and then um, there's a long montage afterwards of him going shopping for some reason. Yeah. So, it was a weird one, but it was still an interesting scene. Very, yeah, it was a different take, different take. So, there you go. Would mm-hmm. we want to travel back in time to July 27th, 1990? Maybe? I don't know. You know, potentially, as long as Pennywise isn't kicking around. Okay, all right. Well, I think he's probably defeated by the Loser Club that previous summer, so we're probably safe at least for another twenty-eight years or so, or twenty-six mm-hmm. years, whatever the timeline is. I don't really remember that I think movie. It's twenty-eight year after, so twenty-seven. Nice, nice. So if we look at the development details of this fine title, now that we know what the cultural landscape, we understand what everyone was going through. Uh, you know. I think we're in that mindset. Let's see how many producers slept in cardboard boxes to make this game. Dr. Mario was produced by Gunpei Yokoi. I can't say that. Weird. Creator of the Game Boy and Game & Watch handheld system. And designer and designed by Takahiro Harada, who also acted as a producer of the Metroid series. So, there you go. You're, you're welcome for having your names butchered on a podcast. Yeah. Um, apologies for the mispronunciation if there was any. Uh, man, no wonder these games are so good. Like, the talent behind these guys, like the creator of the Game Boy and one of the people who originally made Metroid, like, no wonder the Dr. Mario game is just fantastic very, and still holds up to today. Very tight. Uh, I think that's literally all I could find on development details because my next section is called Re-Releases. So Dr. Mario spawned a number of remakes and ports that were released on various Nintendo consoles. An enhanced remake of Dr. Mario was paired with Tetris in the Super NES compilation game Tetris and Dr. Mario, released on 
the 30th of December of 94. This version of Dr. Mario was re-released in Japan on the 30th of March 97 as a downloadable title for the Super Famicom's Satellaview peripheral under the name Dr. Mario BS version? The NES version was ported twice to the Game Boy Advance, first in 2004 as one of the 30 games in the classic NES series, then bundled with a version of Puzzle League series in 2005 under the title Dr. Mario and Puzzle League. On the 20th of May, 2003, that's weird. This must have been like an English site that I copied this information from because they read their dates very weird, you know? Like I would say Mm -hmm. May 20th, not the 20th of May. Goddamn Brits. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. Nintendo released the GameCube preview disc for the GameCube, which allowed players to download the NES version of Dr. Mario to their Game Boy Advanced consoles using the Nintendo GameCube Game Boy Advanced link cable. And the original Game Boy version has made its way onto the 3DS Virtual Console in 2011-2012. The NES version was released on the Wii U Virtual Console in 2014. So, it's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. It's like like how Tetris kind of got just a thousand remakes on every console ever, even in some bloody cars. Yeah. Um, that I'm glad that Nintendo was doing the same thing with their version of Tetris. So and even to bundle it with Tetris. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That, like I don't know. if I might buy that. I might look into getting that. You know, I feel like I would really enjoy a Doctor Mario Tetris game. That sounds like a fun time. Yep, yep. I, I, man, both those games are just one of those things where they're just classics. Ah. So you can just spend hours of your time just plugged in in front of a TV, even just watching a movie, just beating the puzzle, and it's just, it's fun. It's very rewarding. I, uh, I've spent a lot of time with both these games. Way more time with Tetris before I discovered Doctor Mario, but I think I'm a little bit more of a Doctor Mario character now. Nice, nice. If you wanted to play Dr. Mario, however, you'd have to look at the controls. And we tell you about this on this podcast because we're a retrospective Let's Play review show. Did you know that? I did, cool. but maybe our listeners didn't. Oh, I'm glad I mentioned it. The 12, the, what, where are we at? The 25-minute mark? 17-minute mark. There you go. Good job by us, you know? Fuck. Nailed it. Fuck. Controls. <laughs> a and B flip the orientation of the pills. The directional buttons move them left, right, and down. Start pauses the action. They are pretty basic. So, there you go. Yep. Pretty yep. basic. Got to line up four of the same color to delete the viruses. Yeah, and you're trying to cl- pretty simple. clean up little... Essentially that. There are a bunch of pills, viruses all over the kind of space, and you have to... Use your pills to get rid of the viruses. It's a good time. You can challenge a friend, or you can play by yourself, you know? Yep. And both are extremely awesome. Nice, nice. First memories of this game. I recall hearing about how much fun it was from my buddy Jared in university. And it wasn't until my birthday, just this last year, which is like right, it was like 18 years after it was released shit son what the fuck uh where i kind of fell in love with this game and became extremely obsessed to the point where i would spend hours and hours playing through it all the time i haven't played it for a while but maybe after this podcast i'll fire it up and play it again uh but it's great we also competed in our rock challenge i don't know if we discussed that on the pod at any point maybe i haven't listened to some of our newer episodes in a while but i am currently the reigning rock champion because i kicked tyson's ass playing this game 
Yeah, he did. You you spent so many hours just like getting way too fast at this game. Like I like this game, um, and it's one of those games where if I have people over, I'll actually like. It's one of the games I'll rotate through when I'm playing through all my uh, SNES Classic and the uh, uh, NES Classic or NES Mini or what the heck it's called. Um, when I'm playing through all those uh, with people, this is definitely one of those games that I I have to like basically within a couple. I, I'd say the first game. You basically people have picked up the controls and they can play as fast as I can, so it's it's fun. It, this is a this is a great little game to either play by yourself while you're watching a movie or just with some buddies. It's a, it's a good time. Nice, nice. So from that, now that we know our first experiences, we know how to play the game, we know how the game was made, we know the landscape. Let's get into the real nitty gritty details of this bad boy and look at the story. You are Mario P. HD. And it's up to you to stop the evil viruses that make us sick. It's kind of fun. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that they made this game on the N64 and it was called like Dr. Mario 64, obviously. I don't know why I would call it anything else. Um, I never heard of it or knew anything about it, but on some, a bunch of the ROMs on that EverDrive card that I have, where I have like every Super Nintendo or N64 game, I played that a couple times. It's kind of fun, and there's like a little story where you and Wario fight each other uh, to try and get this like super pill that's like a cure-all for all diseases in the world. It's kind of neat. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I totally forgot about it until you mentioned it and then i remember seeing uh or just remember a picture of it in a nintendo power next to maybe i want to say like pokemon stadium okay or something along those lines um and yeah i remember seeing it and being like ah, i i wasn't really big into puzzle games and if i was gonna be into a puzzle game it's probably gonna be like the pokemon one or something like that because i was a stupid kid back in the day and i didn't didn't give um, awesome games a fair chance so I bet you we could have probably have picked this up in like a discount bin for way cheap oh, had yeah. we just like known about it or like just play or just even played the original so I know I, I was saying that anytime I go into like an EB games and stuff I look at the used bin and I flip through and like I found one it was like uh, Avengers Marvel's Fight Club or something and it was like $7 and I was like what if this is one of those games where I play in 20 years and I'm like man if only I would have bought this before it was like $1000 it's so much fun but most of the time, it's not, because most modern games kind of suck, so. Yeah, yeah, and most of those games, unfortunately, you find in those discount bins is, like, here's a sports game, and 15 other versions of that exact same sports yeah. game. Do you want it's Dark like, Souls? How about tw- 25 copies of Dark Souls? Yeah, no. I'm, like, okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm really good. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for asking, though. That's very kind of you. Very kind of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. On to our Let's Play section called Level Notes, where we discuss our specific experience playing through this game. So, you can pick one player. You can select Speed, Music, and the Level. You can either go between 0 and 20. Each new level has a new challenge. You rotate red, blue, and yellow pills to try and line up four colors in a row and destroy viruses. Every five levels, you get a congratulations screen. Or you can challenge your friend to a battle. You'll play a best of three. May the best doctor win. I'm pretty sure you can choose all the specifics of each kind of uh, scenario. So you could each play level 20, and it's who's the first to fail. Or you can, like, do level one, and that's who's going to be the first to get rid of all the viruses. You complete combos does have random drop effects that can either hinder or help your opponent. So it's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, 
it's one of those games where as soon as you kind of add it against somebody else, you end up just trying to complete the task as fast as you can. You can't screw up. You can, the game, if you, as soon as you sync, like get rid of a virus, two random blocks will drop on the opponent's side and you can really screw people over that way. So it, yeah. but it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's one of those things where like the, the best of the, I guess they, uh, the best, the best of three, um, as soon as you, as soon as you're done, just like, okay, let's go again. Yeah, it's so easy to just like play and play and play and play. Then before you know it, you're like, "Wow, we've been playing this for like three hours." So, yeah, it's a great game. I, and I'd be very curious and just interested to play the new Doctor Mario uh, that's on the DS, or maybe it's a 3DS release. I have it as a download. It was like very, it was like twelve bucks or something, so fairly affordable. And instead of just having kind of the standard levels, what it I don't know if there's a standard play. I think it's all just challenges. And there's 40 challenges in the game, and I'm, like, on the last couple. But they have a new mode called Dr. Luigi. And what that does is every pill that he throws in, it's an L. So it might be, like, a red-yellow, and then adjacent to it is a yellow-blue. And as they fall, you then have to try and complete... And it adds, like, an extra little element to the game. So it's kind of cute, you know? Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's very, I, I think it'd be that would be very interesting to play against friends. Uh, but I do know some of the later challenges when you have to play Doctor or you have to play against Luigi and Mario. Man, like Mario, you have to be pin perfect because essentially he goes as fast as possible. Like he holds the down button down the whole time. So you have to fly to even contend with him. Oh wow, that's yeah. awesome! And essentially, you just—I think I played until the like he screwed up uh, and like broke his screen. I couldn't beat him. Right, so it's kind of fun. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. The ending on this great game, and if you manage to grind through level 20, you get the same congratulations screen you saw on the previous 5, 10, and 15 level completions. So, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Not not really a whole lot to completing it, but it's kind of just a... It's kind of like chess. There's no real, like, you've completed chess. Congratulations, move on. Just like, nope. That's just the game. It keeps going on forever and ever yeah. and ever. Yeah, so. uh, that's a great way of describing it, too, actually. And it is. Uh, so moving on to our current thoughts. It's a very solid puzzle game. I would recommend it to anyone who's looking for a nice, relaxing experience. You can put some music on, a podcast, a movie, and just slip into a nice little adventure, you know? Yep. It's very, <clears throat> it's very relaxing. And I find, especially in this modern age where we're constantly looking for instant gratification... Yeah. Um, playing a game like this or Tetris um, can just be super satisfying because not only are the games very quick, and but they're also kind of difficulty, uh, very difficult, and it gives you a chance to really just just work at something. It's anyone can build up the skills to do it. It just takes time and practice, and it's nice to just kind of chill out, let all the work stresses and all that stuff just kind of go away and just enjoy some puzzle solving oh 100 it's, 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 it's essentially what candy crush is it's just like a, a the original version of candy crush right or like tetris i guess was candy crush too but it is just very relaxing shut your brain off you get those instant rewards very quickly it's great it's awesome uh yeah mm-hmm. uh, and i guess part of the reason why we chose to play this game again i'm glad that i'm like saying all of our intro instructions throughout the podcast but this is our mobile handheld takeover here so as part of that one of the mario games we wanted to look at and give it praise just because we had such a fun experience was dr mario today so it's good you know Mm -hmm. and i think we are both 
extremely shocked about how much fun we had when we first started kind of playing it because yeah. we were just kind of flipping through games and then we were like why don't we try dr mario and we both kind of got hooked and didn't want to switch to another game so oh and on a side tangent um i actually learned how to throw uh, to change who you pass the ball to in tecmo bowl so that's a cool thing too nice 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 yeah. fun cool uh what would you change um i like the challenge mode added to the 3ds port uh, and kind of the story mode in dr mario 64 so i'm glad that i've talked about those both before but honestly nothing it's it's just the experience is very legit yeah yeah and i i think if you take it as a game like tetris or a game like chess where you just play against the computer or whatever it's fun like I, there's no, there's nothing wrong with it it's just kind of uh it's kind of a game that's not super competitive it's only like self-competitive and that's that's an awesome game to have every once in a while so i i i love it nice. no nothing really to change nice nice so finally we look at the cultural significance of this game and with a little game theory and we'll get the fuck out of here so in this section cultural significance that is we look at game tropes marketing tactics interesting stories we talk about how this game relates give other examples and try tie it all back together i said that this game is a great example of a time sink you can sit back and sink hours and hours into the experience and come away with essentially nothing let's look at some other examples of the longest gaming experiences out there we start off at civilization 4 Anywhere from five hours to infinite hours can be spent playing this game. So, seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, how about number nine? The Ocarina of Time. I would also just like to point out, just remember what time I say. Because when I wrote this list down, it doesn't really make sense. But I don't know why they did it this way. Number nine is the Ocarina of Time, which is 30 to 40 hours to complete. So, seems like a long time. But I don't think it's that bad, you know? No, it's definitely doable. I, I I would say other Zelda games, like Breath of the Wild, is definitely longer. So oh, Yeah, way longer. I mean, you can do it in shorter times, but you're not really getting the full experience. And I feel like with Ocarina of Time... Yeah, but like... But doesn't, again, it's an N64 game, so you've yeah. got to give it a little bit of... But uh, like, doesn't, doesn't Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword something take longer than 30 to 40 hours? I, would, I think so. I would think so. So I don't know why it made even the list. Just like our number eight game, Half-Life 2, which takes 20 hours, which for some reason is less than 30 to 40 hours from Zelda. So no idea what these people were smoking that made this list. Good job. Yeah, no idea. The only thing I can think of is, unless you're talking about the engine that ran with Half-Life and you made your own mods to play in Half-Life. Could be. Yeah, could be. Maybe. No idea. <laughs> How about okay. Thief? Three, which takes about 40 hours to play. Okay, cool. No idea. How about yep. Just Cause 2, which is 40 to 60 hours? Never played any Just Causes. So. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I, uh, I've i only played one or two of them. I think I want to say it was Just Cause 2 and the newest one, 3, I just played the demo of. Okay. That, they were okay. They're kind of like uh, just grand theft auto but mixed with a uh, way more emphasis on the game physics so kind of interesting hmm. very interesting indeed how about number five elder scrolls 3 morrowind which is about 
250 to 200 hours, and that's just on the campaign alone. So it's a hell of a hell of a game. That's a hell of a game indeed. And apparently and, Elder uh, Scrolls was its own series, and it's not just Skyrim, which is weird, right? Well, no, because I played Elder Scrolls 4. But it's just the Elder Scrolls became just all about Skyrim because Skyrim kind of became bigger than itself. So. Oh, 100%. And, huge. I mean, Skyrim is a really cool world. Um, and I don't know the specifics mm-hmm. of Morrowind or even Oblivion, but I mean, Skyrim's, Skyrim's pretty cool. There's dragons. Just saying. Yeah, it's good times. Yeah. How about number four? Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which is about 80 hours. That's a good chunk of time, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, you can rush through it or you can just try to get as many cops on your tail and doing all that fun stuff. Or you can but... sit and eat fried chicken and get really fat and then we'll go around and be like, ha and then go and work out and get really buff and be like, that's right. And then, then you go and get fat again. It's it's a fun thing to do to your poor video game character. Yeah, you're going to have terrible heart disease later in life. Number three is Final Fantasy twelve, which is 60 to 120 hours. So it's a big chunk of time. I started playing Final Fantasy twelve, and I've always heard it described as kind of just Star Wars. Essentially, it literally is just Star Wars. And I don't know why I stopped playing it. I think it was... Right around the end when I was playing my PlayStation 2, I want to say. And I kind of got a Wii probably right around that time. So I'm thinking that maybe stopped me from playing it. But, yeah, I have it for, like, the new remake on the PS4. And apparently it's great. So maybe I should take time and actually play this game at some point. Yeah. And this is one of the ones I definitely just missed and just never played in its entirety. Um, But modern Final Fantasy games just kind of... There, God, there's so many hours just dump into those games. So it's this is this is kind of where it gets to that thing where you you got to only play these games. Yeah. So it's tough. It's very, tough. Very true. Number two, we have Demon Souls. So not only is there 25 of them at your local GameStop right now for eight dollars, but if you buy it, it would take you approximately 300 to infinite hours to complete this game. So it's a hell of a time sink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I have never beaten this game, and nor do I want to spend 300 hours trying to get there. Yeah, fair enough. And finally, the number one song is Disgaea. Disgaea. Disgaea, which is 60 hours to infinite hours. I have no no. I don't know anything about Disgaea. So I think it's like a sprite based RPG that's like top down. Yeah. That's like literally all I know. Okay. I couldn't tell you a character's name or anything else but i i saw it for sale in the store once so nice 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 so with that uh, i would like to think that well maybe not putting infinite hours into dr mario i'll probably not even putting 60 hours but like a solid five to ten you know just relaxing over the course of a couple months definitely manageable and i think for that reason dr mario is culturally significant yeah. And there's only one little thing I want to add is there's some games that you could play um, now and you could play 10 years down the road or you could play 20 years down the road. And I feel like a lot of 3D adventure games is going to be like hard to kind of go back to, but a little simple pickup game like Dr. Mario can kind of stick around for forever because it's just so simple pickup play. It's just there's something to it. It's always like uh, it's like solitaire. It's gonna it's gonna stick around forever. So I'm looking forward to playing this game probably for the next twenty years, if not more. 
Very, very nice. Awesome. Uh, so final, are you buying it? We'll get out of here. So, a different Mario? There is a theory circulating on the internet that states Dr. Mario is either, either the brother of the Mario brothers or their father. He has a significantly different color palette in Smash Brothers. Plus, why would a doctor who travels around the Mushroom Kingdom dropping drop his PhD, don a, pub- a plumber outfit, and fight an evil Koopa? So are you buying it? Is Dr. Mario not the Mario that we think we know and love from the platform adventures? Mm, I want to say yes, but then there's Dr. Luigi. So who's Dr. Luigi? Yeah, you really fucked that one up, 3DS game. You really fucked no. that one up. It would have been cool, though, like, had that been, like, the cousin that's actually, like, smart and successful and the white-collar worker as opposed to the blue-collar worker could have been very cool. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe maybe take that Nintendo and run with it. Nice. Just saying. Nice, nice. Awesome. So, with that, we'll bid you adieu. Uh, this is a pretty short episode. Hopefully, you enjoy our next episode that continues on this journey through the month of Mario. When we hit the... Game Boy Adventure, Super Mario Land 2, Legend of the Six Golden Coins. It's exciting stuff as we carry on the handheld takeover this year on Podtendo. And hopefully you guys are having a good mustache growing month, you know? Yeah, hopefully it's very bushy and you're getting lots of thumbs up and not a lot of negative comments. Because that's sometimes what you get with people this time of year very true very very true all right so with that uh see you guys and bye see ya